You're listening to Comedy Central. I grew up in Florida. I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. Cheer for the Dolphins is like getting tested for an STD. I think I could win, but I know I don't deserve to. And I don't care that people boo. You need people to hate your team or cheering for your team's no fun. It's the whole point. If I make a sexist joke and a group of women are offended by it, these same moron guys will be like, oh, the world's so PC, you can't tell jokes anymore. But if I make fun of their team, they're like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, it is so fun to make fun of people's sports teams. I'm actually one of the few people that's a diehard Heat fan that's glad LeBron went back to Cleveland. If you've never been to Cleveland, congratulations. <laughs> Cleveland's one of the few places ISIS could fly over and they'd be like, oh my goodness, what happened down there? <laughs> no one should have to live like that. Is there anything we can do to help them get back on their feet? That's how bad Cleveland, you can take a newborn baby on stage in Cleveland, Ohio, douse it in gasoline, light it on fire, and punt it into the crowd. And they will be less offended than if you go, well, I see why LeBron left this shithole. <laughs> Which is all I said to start my show. And it ruined it. <laughs> like they literally were like, we're not gonna laugh anymore. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna give you your money back. I don't, <laughs> oh no, I burnt this market. Let's just put it in perspective for you. They crucified this kid for leaving. You forget he was a kid, because he looked 40 when he was eight. <laughs> but he left when he was a 25-year-old billionaire. And he's not even from Cleveland, he's from Akron. That's a shittier city, <laughs> 90 miles away. And wait for it, he's from the shitty part of the shittier city. And he just wanted to play basketball someplace else, and they killed him. I grew up on a private golf course in Florida. If I had a billion dollars when I was 25 years old, I would shit on this stage mid-set. Just shit, stare at you people. Continue my act, like, hey, pick that up. You'd be like, what? I'm not picking that up. I'd say, what'd you say? And then I'd throw a million dollars at your head. And you'd be like, God damn it, I'm picking this up, aren't I? I would be out of my mind. Or when people get on Justin Bieber for drinking and speeding in his car. Yeah, a 21-year-old billionaire. You wanna know how I would act if I had that kind of money at that age? I would rollerblade around Los Angeles jerking off on hot chicks. <laughs> None of you would have an issue with it. You'd be like, that's Daniel, ugh. He's only 21, he hasn't figured things out yet. He's worth a billion dollars. That's pressure that I can't relate to. My opening line in New Orleans. Beautiful theater like this, nice ovation. I walk on stage, the first thing out of my mouth before thank you. Fuck the saints. I'm not gonna pander your city just because Mother Nature gave you a much needed bath. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you no one in here has ever experienced a wave of hatred like I have. As if the levees had broke again. They lost their mind. They couldn't even comprehend it quick enough. What did he say? I will murder him where he stands. But then they had the inner dialogue. That was his first joke. We paid a lot. Go on. <laughs> and the only reason I say things like that anyway is because backstage I have friends like, I bet you won't say it. And apparently $5 still means something to me. I'm like, what? You don't think I'll ruin the show? Watch this.
That was Daniel Tosh from his album People Pleaser. Yes. And, and he named the track title Puce. Puce, yeah. Which is, I also uh, didn't know how to pronounce it, so I'm glad you said it first. Th- so he, Daniel Tosh, what he does is he just names. Yeah, the funny thing, this is Stand Up with Chris Stefano. Stand Up with Chris Stefano. You're Chris Stefano. And I'm you are? Voice. Comedy Central Chloe's in the room, but has informed us she's not going to talk. Yes. So sorry, so, sorry everyone. Just deal with that. Shout out Kels um, Becker, honey. Yeah, number one honey in America. Yeah, not for sale. Not for sale, no. Um, the funny thing about all of Daniel Tosh's or two of his recent uh, albums that he's done with Comedy Central is that he chooses track names that have nothing to do with the joke itself. Like his, this is, seems to be all uh, bizarre, archaic colors that I don't know what they are. Okay. Um, moss, fuchsia, I know what fuchsia is, eggplant goldenrod and then his other album it's just one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and then the last track is called please kill me <laughs> <laughs> he's the best yeah by the so way funny. far and away like it's not even close most use emoji for me eggplant yeah just send the eggplant what all does the time that mean i don't know i just send it i guess because it's kind of like a dick it uh, you is, know like it I'll, is a dick. I'll send eggplant eggplants i'll send a lot of times i'll send the like one the emoji that looks like me the white guy with the blonde hair with this hand up like the wave then the splash like sign pale. yeah pale. then like the water and then the egg so it's like i'm responding with like you're coming on my face wait wait walk me through that again. the so the splash on your face the first one i'll send is like you with your hand me up. with my hand up catch and come right then the splash sign which is come <laughs> and then the eggplant which is a dick i use the cowboy a lot nice i don't know why yeah. But there's not a really emoji that looks like me. I guess I have to use I use the little boy one when I want to show <laughs> what I look like. Um, yeah, do you got you uh, run into Daniel Tosh? Do you ever do sets around with him or anything? No, you know. Well, first of all, he's an LA guy. I'm a New Yorker. Mm. Um, but everybody who I know who knows Daniel Tosh says that it's amazing because he clearly like is working out his bits on his own time or uh-huh. like at home but like he'll come out and like do two three four thousand person theaters like go on these weekend tours go to vegas and yeah. he takes ian edwards um a lot friend of the show and um like he'll murder for an hour but yeah. none of the comics seem at the comedy store or the hollywood improv or the laugh factory like the you know and it's like so he's working it out somewhere, but you not. Just don't see him. You don't see him drop in where it's amazing because, and that's the thing with comedy where you can just be like really, really good and like practicing on your own uh-huh. terms. Like uh-huh. sometimes, like it's counterproductive to like go hit a hundred open mics or do a hundred sets because you get burnt out and you don't like your material anymore. Right, especially when you're at Daniel Tosh's level. I'm sure yes. he's got. He can just go out there and do whatever. Which listen to me, we're. What is this, the 11th or 12th episode? It's our 11th episode. We're, yeah, the 11th episode. By episode 30, we will be at Daniel Tosh's Daniel level. Tosh's level yeah. We're going to catch up to no his prep. 15 years of changing comedy <laughs> in 20 more episodes. I sure hope so. I think yeah. we can do it. I think for sure. Um, this is our Heart of the City episode. Wow, and it's not spelled H-E-A-R-T. It's spelled H-R-T. After. H-A-R-T. H-A-R-T. I didn't even pick up that that was spelled wrong. I know. See, that's the thing. I can't Maybe read. I'm gay. Comedy Central Chloe's... <laughs> same Z's. Um, com- that, that's what, yeah, that's why I was got left back, because I was gay. Um, they, hold, they hold you back for a few years. Hold me back. And you can't drive. Oh, that's true. No, you could drive though, right? Gay people can't drive. Um, I'm trying to think if they, if I know a gay who's. No, I can drive. I have a license. 
My friend, Frank Liotti, who's openly gay, I saw him one time driving uh-huh. like 80 miles an hour. Um, I was with him in the car, scared for my life. <laughs> I saw him driving. Yeah, I watched I him. in the car. Possessed. No seatbelt. Cell phone. Like reading a text uh-huh. in his right hand. Like looking at the text. Left hand eating a double cheeseburger from Sonic. Jesus. Yeah, singing like top of his lungs Madonna. And just like it was crazy. I can't do any one of those things like two at a time. I can the fact that he could do all of them, very impressive. Um so Heart of the City, Heart named the city. after Kevin Hart, spelled H A R T. Right. Yeah, his show, and we've got an interview coming up later in this episode. With what's what's his name, Nicole? Joel James. Joel James. So stay tuned. Quickly, I know that I know that um from the reviews people hate when I talk, but real quick, <laughs> um, which is a nice thing. Um, <laughs> Which is just a great thing. I went and boxed this weekend at the oldest gym in Kentucky. What? So I was in Cincinnati doing shows with the great Sal Volcano. Shout out Sal Volcano. Shout out Sal Volcano. And we went to this boxing gym, the uh-huh. oldest boxing gym in Kentucky. And the guy told me that, and he has pictures with Ali, Mike Tyson, like everybody, Floyd Mayweather. Like this guy's legit. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, it's, he, he's had the boxing gym there since 1968. He started boxing when he was three. He's 73. What? So he has 70 How years. How boxing when you're three? His dad got him into it when he was three. So 70 years of boxing experience. It was called Shamrocks. And shout t- out Shamrocks. Shout out Shamrocks. And they told us the story. And at first uh-huh. I was like, "There's not. it's not true because like whatever. But then he busted out pictures and proved it. He said like it was like a cold day in the 1980s and he was training this boxer for the Olympics. And I forgot what the guy's name was, but he wound up getting to the Olympics and winning the gold medal. But the heavy bag broke and the kid just punched right through it, which, you know, it's old shit, whatever. Uh-huh. And so they hadn't, they didn't know what to do because this kid needed to train. Uh-huh. So they went into the woods with a bow and arrow, shot a deer. And boxed the deer? No, like oh. killed the deer. <laughs> okay. Because he like loves animals, this guy. So like he knows how to shoot like fucking Avatar. Like he shot it like right through the neck, perfect. I can't even do that like in video He games. went out and hunted the deer with the bow and arrow while his fighter just trained running up and down hills because he didn't want... So he did this all in like 20 minutes. Shoots the deer uh-huh. in the neck with a bow and arrow, kills the deer, skins it really quickly, and it was freezing. It was already very cold. Had the fighter start hitting the skin deer as the punching bag. So like blood everywhere because it doesn't like free. Yeah. Went 10 rounds, 10 five-minute rounds on this, which is... To do three three-minute rounds uh-huh. is fucking impossible. Yeah. Ten five-minute rounds because he's training for an Olympic fight. Uh-huh. And ten then, fives, ten fives, yeah. yeah, and boxing used to be a lot longer back then. So hit this thing, and then they cooked it and ate it, and that was his protein Ooh. for the week. Well, I mean, because he tenderized the meat. So tenderized the meat. Pretty, pretty good. Two Most one stone. crazy thing I've ever seen. And then the guy busted out pictures, and the whole thing was- Of like the bloody deer legit. food? Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten a deer. Oldest gym in Kentucky. I've never eaten a deer and I've never eaten goat cheese. That kind of shit would only happen at the only oldest gym in Kentucky. You've never eaten goat cheese? Never. Or a pork chop. We got to do it live on this episode. Duh. We'll try it. We'll order some. Duh. Heart of the city. Fart of the city. Um, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> sorry. Why do you guys not like this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to introduce our next clips that we got coming Hell up? Hell yeah, I some do. other city-based Listen, jokes. these next for two, heart of the, city. the next two um, stand-up clips are from good friends of mine, Shane Torres, Matthew Broussard, and the third one is from James Davis. These are all my boys. These Shane Torres, boys. Matthew Broussard, and James Davis are my boys. Yeah. And this is where the stand-up's going to be from, and it's going to be hilarious. 
Yeah, can't wait. Okay, let's, let's play it. it. So, um, my my dad, he uh, he's dead. Uh, I'm not great with transitions. Uh, but I'll tell you some stories about him. Like, well, let's do it this way. I, like I say, I travel a lot. And like, and sometimes as a young comedian, you go to comedy festivals, and they're the most fun because you see all your friends. But the reason you really go is because there are talent scouts and managers, people in the showbiz industry that can help you in your career, like maybe put you on TV, you know, manage your, manage your career, things like that. So I went to one in New Orleans a few years ago, which is my favorite city because they seem to not believe in the idea of law. Um, the place is fucking reckless. It's amazing. But I did my first set and everything went great. And then we all went out drinking at a bar called Pat O'Brien's. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a very famous bar. And one of their claims to fame, among the many, is they invented a drink called the Hurricane. Yeah. And if you don't know what the Hurricane is, it's just a shitload of rum. And for some reason, there's a cherry in the middle of it. I guess to slow you down or whatever. And I have like eight or nine of these things because I'm awesome. And I'm doing what I do when I drink too much, which is stand alone at the bar. And every once in a while, I just yell something like, I don't like the way it's headed to no one in particular. Like, the dollar is going to fail, you'll see. Things like that. This sweater of emotion is unraveling. This beautiful couple walked up to me, and they were very handsome, and they were like, we saw you at the festival tonight. You were fantastic. And I was like, ah, thanks very much. Where are y'all from? And they said, we're from Los Angeles. And I said, oh, that's cool. What do y'all do down there? And they said, we're managers. <laughs> and I was so drunk, I replied, you mean like in Arby's? <laughs> and they said, no like comedians such as yourself. And then I replied, cause I used to manage an Arby's. <laughs> At that very moment, I knew I'd burned a bridge. But when God shuts the door, he opens a window you can barely fit through. And who should walk in at that very moment but billionaire owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. So I'm like, fuck y'all, I gotta talk to this guy about our kicker. You know what <laughs> And as I'm walking over to him, I'll be honest, I got, this was just a few months after my father had passed away. Uh, so he was a big Cowboys fan, so I, got, I was getting a little emotional. And I was like, Dad would want you to talk to Jerry Jones, and he would not have wanted me to. <laughs> you know, I'm solving some things I didn't get to say to him. 
and I walk up to him and I stick my hand in Jerry Jones' rich billionaire face and he's like, ah, don't get your poor person on me. And, You laughed like you have money. Uh, <laughs> but I walk up to him and I just say, I just want you to know, sir, that the 92 Dallas Cowboys were one of the happiest parts of my childhood. And he didn't know what to say to that. And I didn't know what to say after that. <laughs> so I just started crying. <laughs> He definitely didn't know what to say after that. So I started telling him about my dead dad. And then he laughed. With good reason. So I live in LA. I um, do my album here in Atlanta. This is where I, uh, I grew up here. Uh, I love this city very much, but I didn't used to. I used to hate the city because I moved here when I was 13 and my parents put me into a private school, shocker. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was one of those private schools that was just super preppy, waspy, just like a, on three, one, two, three, manifest destiny. Like that kind of. <laughs> Our mascot was Andrew Jackson. Like it was one of, I mean, it was one of those schools where all the kids had last names as first names. And I was like, so roll call just sounded like a list of Instagram filters and styles of Warby Parker sunglasses. Like, these are some real names of kids I went to school with. There was uh, Townsend, Towers, McLean, McQueen, Reeves, Whitaker, uh, oh, Matthews. Matthews. I'm Matthew. He triple word scored my name. Like, I can't compete with that. My favorite of all of them was my first day there. This guy walks up, he's just tall, athletic, all-American smile. He goes, hi, welcome to Love It. My name's Hawkins Felker. And I was like, no, no it's not. That's a law firm, I'm pretty sure. Like an LLC, what are you, Hawkins Felker? Are you one person or the two guys who heckle the Muppets? I don't trust you. Rich Southerners are intimidating too. Like that's what I don't, I don't know. My high school was just generations of quarterbacks marrying Southern Bells to the point that our yearbook was basically a brochure for eugenics. Like everyone was just so good looking. And I don't have good lineage. Mine's garbage. My mom's side is inbred Polish Jews. My dad's side is white trash Cajuns, also inbred. So my bloodline is just matzo ball soup made with swamp water. Yet it came out looking like the state bird of Cape Cod. It's weird. It's weird. That's why I feel like I don't get to complain about high school, you don't want to hear that. Like the, the most honest thing I could say was, yeah, at worst I felt like a Coles model in a Ralph Lauren catalog. Like I feel like that's the most. Yeah, that line worked, that was good. I, uh, I'm from the South, but I don't have a Southern accent. I have uh, kind of just no accent and I don't, I don't like that. Cause you can't trust someone who doesn't have an accent. I feel like I just sound like Mitt Romney or something. Just like a, ha. Some of my best friends are corporations. You know what I mean? Like, there's no heart. There's no heart with Southern accents. I don't know. Southern accents are charming and they're funny and I just like them so much. The one downside though of having a Southern accent is it does make everything sound a little more racist. You know what I mean? Cause you hear someone who's like, now let me tell you something. Here's the thing about Muslims. And it's like, choo choo. 
Next stop, nowhere good. All right. This is great to me. I learned the reason I don't have a Southern accent is because I talk like my dad. And my dad is uh, Cajun, very Cajun. Both of his parents were actually a Zatarans commercial. And um, he grew up with this thick Cajun accent, but he got rid of it so he could be taken seriously when he got a PhD in chemistry. But uh, I really wish he hadn't. Because that's just such a funny image of like the technician in a lab, just like, all right guys, who converted the mass spectrometer into a deep fryer? And my dad walks in like, ooh, that's a, that's a spicy electron right there. I tell you what, covalent catfish. And then he spills gumbo on the control panel. The lights go out. I don't like being Southern is associated with ignorance. Cause like I live in California and Californians love to judge Southerners even though I find them no more intelligent. Uh, and they'll just say stuff like, ugh, religion is stupid. Why would you base your life on a set of antiquated beliefs with no scientific basis? Sorry for being so opinionated. It's because I'm a Libra. <laughs> that was Shane Torres and Matthew Broussard. Now, I'm with the great Joel James, whose Heart of the City episode comes out June 28th on Comedy Central. Cute. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How you doing? You look good. You look like a like a sexy, trendy priest. Thank you. You're not. It's all <laughs> that's, black. That's what I'm going for. Black, black everything with the nice cross. Now, what, are you religious, or is it just no. like an accent? Well, what is I don't it? know. My mom got me this for for Christmas, so she looks might nice. be religious. She's religious. My, yeah. I'm only asking because I have a very religious mother, and that looks like a chain, like um, like a religious mom would buy that. But it look, it's it just looks good. Yeah, you can just pull it you. off your fat. You just kids got good fashion. Would you, you agree, Nicole? I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I was I was best dressed in high school, even though they made fun of me on the really? on the Heart of the City episode because I dropped my high school facts. But I was prom king, best dressed. Come Yo, on, yeah. I get it. I would have. You would have got my vote. Come on. Where Where did you go to high school? Um, Rochester, New York. Where's the episodes films right, at? I went okay. to. Um, I'm I'm hood bourbon, so I was I'm from the hood and I'm from the <laughs> suburbs. If you guys can't tell, I have a little bit of a white white American dialect. With black skin, so I'm nice. <laughs> bourbon. So that's I went what's to, in right now. Right, that's yeah. what's in. White American dialects with black skin. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming such a Chloe snipe. That's yeah. good. So I um I went to to elementary school and all that in the suburbs, and then I went to um, the city school district. So John Marshall High School. And now you live in New York now. Now I'm I'm in New York for a few months. I wouldn't say live. Why know. you want to go back to Rochester or L.A.? L.A. Yeah. Right. I want to go to L.A. Because I feel like Rochester, it gets cold AF, and it's just like L.A. The thing is with Los Angeles, I know everyone talks about like the weather, and that's like the hacky thing to talk about, but it really does just make you feel a lot better about who you are as a human being. Oh I, God, yeah. I, I feel like you're... I, how do you know? that? Like, that's what I say. Like I love waking up in L.A. I you're love, just happy. You're happy yeah, there. It's so, yeah, it's amazing. It's the, so only, nice. the only thing I have, the only argument I have is that a lot of times... You'll see people be really funny where they're from and then go out to L.A. and be funny initially. But then because it's the weather is so beautiful and you really have nothing to really because I feel like real good comedy comes from like 
you're going through shit like it's freezing out. It's fucking pissing rain. You're just mad. You're on the crowded ass subway and you're just writing jokes. Where LA, everything's paradise. You're by yourself a lot. Sometimes I'll watch a comedian special. I'm like, oh, this guy's been in LA a while. You know? <laughs> you know what? I, I, could I, tell. I never thought about that, but I yeah. get that. So just come back to Rochester a little. Just get beat up a little bit by I Rochester, Rochester every Rochester couple come months. I get punched. I, yeah. I make my money in Rochester, so I'm always going to go go there like, you know, once a month or once or whatever. I mean, Hell yeah. Yeah. that's I'm really, I'm the heart of the city there. You are the heart of the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh. now, I see what you're doing. Do you, do you, are you cool with Kevin Hart? Um, I met him one time. Yeah. And it was cool? <laughs> yeah, everything's cool. He's a great, great guy. He's, he's, he's Kevin Hart. I met him once too, and it's like the amount of bodyguards you have to get through just to shake his hand was so nuts. We were in Montreal, and I did something. I've hosted something for him. And then he's just like, after, um, who was I with? Oh, um, Toure. You know Toure? Yeah, I know Toure. Toure, great from comic Philly. from Philly. Mm-hmm. And they're... Kevin Hart and Toure go way back, and Toure was like, yo, come upstairs, I'll introduce you to Kevin Hart. And we had to get through like six levels of, of bouncers. It was like a video game. Kevin Hart were like, who are yeah. you? Who are you? Names are on the list. And then Toure was like, nah, he's cool, he's with me, he's with me. He's they with each me. have like, a riddle. Bang, 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 bang. And then it was just a quick handshake with Kevin Hart, who was very nice, very complimentary, but it was like, in 10 seconds, the shit was over. Yeah. It was just over, and it's like, move on. But, <laughs> you know, I love him because we were talking about how like, Kevin Hart, has done so many things in comedy that it almost makes me feel like I want to quit because I'm like he's what am I I can never be Kevin Hart so what am I doing this for I feel you know like I mean? you've done a lot of things well I you make me feel like I want to quit see no that's you kidding how, me? <laughs> you, that's how that works you make me feel like I want to get a new wardrobe I want to be as fly <laughs> as you I'm in fucking Lululemon pants and red socks like an asshole this guy looks great just yeah um, but so now that you're in New York where have you been getting up in New York um, I haven't been getting, I've been doing like open, open mics in Harlem and stuff like okay. that. I've been like networking. I got to hang out with, um, with my comedy sister, uh, Yamanika Sanders. Yamanika Saunders. She was really nice to me, um, meeting her, you know, I'm just trying to network and She's meet the people. best. But then I got, uh, roasted <gasps> by Sherrod all night and that was good but listen going down to the comedy store and being roasted by Sherrod Smalls Keith Robinson yeah they roasted me Bobby Kelly but that means because they like you but then they didn't like me because the Rochester came out and got really bad what you got you got defensive what happened well they thought I got defensive but I didn't get defensive I just get I'm just I but I don't come off as how I don't look how what I am you know I don't come off as what I am and I'm I'm a I don't come off as a can we curse do we curse yeah I hear you guys let it fly Fuck. Yeah, mother, Fuck. yeah, because the stand-up they curse, but I don't think you guys really curse a lot. Uh, well, we can curse. From listening, from listening was what I'm saying. Like yeah. normally, I don't think you guys curse, but I, in the stand-up they do. But Write anyway, a review, give it five stars. Say that you like the sound of my voice. You'd I do. I love the sound of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I'm a, I'm a motherfucker. You know, I I curse sure. like that, and that's how I am on my stand-up. It's very aggressive, and yeah. so I think they, right. they thought it was re- like serious. Like, hold on, everybody's just joking with you, and I'm like, I'm just joking too. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know about well, that. Well, <laughs> listen, I think personally with New York, it's one, of, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere. It's like the more people make fun of you, it's just because they like you. Because I've seen people that the older guys truly don't like, and they just sit there in silence eating their French fries. Okay. Oh, because it's so like scary. they don't even want to deal with them. 
Okay. But if they're if they're you know being silly with you and all that, especially Keith Robinson. If Keith Robinson is abusing you, it's only because he likes you. <laughs> So. I, I wish somebody would have told me that beforehand. Before you punched yeah, Sherrod in the face. Yeah, you every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sherrod's like, what the fuck? We liked you. No, I think Sherrod was cool. I don't know if it was that cool with Keith, but it was... No, I'm sure I'm sure it was fine. Okay. Um, Chris, you got a, any advice you want to give about the New York scene? The, the New York... Give us some sage advice. Some sage advice. I would say... I, I, was actually, I actually met you that night, too. Right. <gasps> at Comedy Cellar. When? Last yeah. weekend? I believe so, yeah. Chris right. was blackout. I was blackout drunk. No, I probably, you know what? To be no, honest, you weren't blackout drunk. No, I was going to say, you know what? Probably there was a night. Was it late at night? Yep. Yeah, there was a night. I was the night. I believe it was a Friday. Maybe I met you on a Friday. Yep. It was a <laughs> night that I had been up since five o'clock in the morning and it was, I had like a 1 a.m. spot and I just, I don't even remember driving home. I didn't drink, but I don't remember driving <gasps> home. Like my body shut off and I was still trying to do comedy. So I apologize if, uh, if I was not present. No, you you seemed really present. I wasn't present seeing all you guys. I, I'm like, you know, this little country kid from Rochester, New York. Right. I'm seeing all you guys with specials and all that. I was hey, you're just on like, Heart of the City, Yeah, man. but also, yeah, that's another thing, too. Here's here's the advice. Here's the advice. Here's here's the New York advice. First of all, thank you. it's like, yeah, the specials and the act, it doesn't mean shit. The lists, it doesn't mean, it truly means fucking absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I feel like you learn that in New York where it's like, Dude, nobody like genuinely at the comedy cellar. Nobody cares. Like maybe in other clubs, like people care. Like, oh, you did Letterman. It's like no. At, in the comedy cellar, no. But just genuinely, nobody cares. If you're cool, even if you're not that funny, if you're just cool, that's the best thing. If you're just cool and you're an easy hang, yeah. I've seen so many good comedians stop getting spots at the comedy cellar because they're impossible. To, they, their hangout is the worst. And then SD. The booker for 35 years listens to the, especially the older comedians who already like you, which is great. Um, she listens to them, and if they're like, "Yo, so and so is just what the hangout is whack," then she's like, "They're yeah. out." Because I've seen people like try to hold court, and it's like, "Dude, you you've been here for three months. Nobody cares about that you fucking did anything. Nobody cares about whatever credit you have. No, genuinely, nobody cares. As a matter of fact, don't even talk about work. I shouldn't talk walk about something with a completely different. Sign that says my credits. Yeah. But no, but I've seen people come in and try to be like, oh, I did this. And they're like, no, they don't really come on. Care. They're talking to, I mean, SD booked Dave Chappelle when he was 16. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. So that's the coolest thing you could do. And it feels like, and, but I feel like if you already got the blessing from guys like Sherrod and those people, then you're all good to go. It's hard to lose it because it's, it's once you have it, it's like you're just in, you know? Right. Yeah. And when SD's around, the other advice when SD's around, don't be loud. Sometimes we have loud conversations, and that's the one thing that that's the biggest pet peeve she has <laughs> is if we're very loud at the table. She really? wants people to be quiet because she's very oh. always concerned about uh, if they can hear it downstairs. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So she's so I've seen comedians too not get spots because they're just too loud, and she's like, I cannot take it; he's too loud. And she just gets <laughs> mad, and then they're out. Good impression. But it's just what you have to deal with, sir. But it's beautiful. Now, once you're that's another person. Once you're a part of her family, you're a part of her family, yeah. and that's it. So, yeah, ma'am. Heart of the city, June twenty uh, eighth. Appreciate the you come out. Absolutely, dude. We'll see, and we'll see a lot more of you. Do you have anything else to promote? What else are you promoting? Doing anything else? I'm promoting my. I'm. 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 I'm uh, I wrote a web series that I'm starting called Joel, self titled, and it's really good. Hell yeah! So that comes out the same night as Heart of the City. Oh my god! June twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah June twenty eighth. Right. Where can people find that? Uh... You can find it on my social media at Joel oh, James cool. Comedy. Uh, right. J O E L James Comedy. Joel James Comedy. Good yeah. Instagram name. Thank you. 
<laughs> I like I like I like what comedy's in the Instagram name because Joel James could be there's I think there's a isn't there a pro basketball player named Joel? Yeah, there James? is. He came and just took took away all my searches and everything. Fuck That's why I can't that. wait. Yeah. We gotta end him. And then he calls himself the real Joel James. <gasps> yeah. Dude. Canceled. We're canceling I'll him. break his knees for I'll you. Right, him. thank you. I'll get his call ass. Call your cousin Vinny. I'm going to call Vincenzo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for coming in. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Oakland, make some noise. Yes. Oh, we in here. This is special. And I had to come to Oakland. Make some noise for the Bay Area, man. because y'all smart, but y'all go dumb. Y'all got a good energy, y'all humble, because there's crackheads next door. You can't, you can't act like you better than me if you saw a crackhead today. You're not. One side of the block look like Pleasantville, the other side, walking dead. It's a bunch of crack zombies. Is that Miss Johnson? I didn't know she turned. Damn. We done lost another one. Look at her, Miss John. Hey, Miss. Oh, Miss Johnson. Damn. That was so black. I, it, it hit me in my soul. Did you have Miss Johnson? Like, did, was she your teacher? I seen Miss Johnson two weeks ago, brother. I didn't know. I didn't know I was the only one who seen her. But y'all hear it. I'm from LA. South Central is in the building. Make some noise if you if you've been there, if you've seen it. I mean, that's my first magic trick, making it out. Just being here today. But I'll be honest, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I'm not from that South Central. But that's why they call me, you know, Mr. Hood Adjacent, because that's who I am. Hood adjacent. Like here's a hood, drive-bys, gangbanging. Looks like an episode of The Wire. Then there's a street that me, ooh, dodged it. Get out of here, oppression. Matrix almost got me. Thank you, mom. It's like, yes, I know the dude who got shot in the drive-by, but no, I wasn't invited to the retaliation meeting. I don't know what our response is to this dude shooting up the street next to the one I care about, but I told him, hey, when you find the guy who did this, do what y'all do, keep it gangster. <laughs> Take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, and I like that shit. I'll hit it with the double tap. And that's where it stops, hood adjacent. I make my Kool-Aid with Fiji water and a touch of Splenda. Just a scotch, just a dollop. Way more crisper to the palate. You know what it tastes like? Progress. <laughs> An extra five years on your life. Moving on up in a cup. I had a lot of friends, they were uh, gang members, uh, Bloods, Crips, I was in a gang as well. All black Boy Scout troop. Um, <laughs> troop 848, y'all laughing, but don't get it twisted. They ran the streets, we ran the woods. <laughs> Whole lot of gang shit, you know what I mean? All black Boy Scout troop, we look like a cross between the baby Black Panthers and the Little Rascals. Just a bunch of buckwheats in the woods, just pitching tents, throwing rocks, and terrorizing squirrels. Get out of our tent site, cuz! Get out, cuz, it's our 
lost. I ain't 48. Hey, cuz, I'm lost. You lost? North Star. North Star, we good. It's right there, cuz, right by the little dipper. Do you even read your book? All black boys got shoot. This is what made me mad. They made us wear kente cloth, Boy Scout scarves. Now, for those who don't know, let me be in Nigopedia. Um, kente cloth is like African tribal Burberry. It's like flannel for the culture. If you've ever been to a college graduation and you noticed a little something extra, on the black people's graduation gown. You know what that little extra credit is? Kente cloth. And they made us wear it on our Boy Scout uniform. Now listen, we already look like junior UPS niggas. Like now, now we got a piece of Africa on the uniform as well. This is unnecessary. They know we're the black troop. We have Jordans on instead of hiking boots. Are there any boys in here tonight? Straight up. <laughs> this has been a Comedy Central podcast.